The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. When I started doing this 25 years ago, if you would have told me in religious liberty work that you would be representing churches against the government, I would have said, this isn't the Soviet Union. This is the United States of America. Now, every week, we get a new church as a client that we have to represent. Religious freedom is under attack. Constitutional scholar, president, and CEO of Liberty Institute, Kelly Shackelford, tells the church it's time to stand next. for being here with us and uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to welcome Kelly Shackelford. As far as I'm concerned in uh, the realm of what matters, I mean, he's a General Patton, he's a MacArthur, uh, you know, when trying to stand against the, say, uh, the evil empire, uh, he's got the, uh, the, the zeal and love and desire uh, that Reagan had to try to stop this, this terrible menace and tear down that wall. What he's trying to do is, is, is literally storm the gates of hell so the gates of hell don't overwhelm us. Now, now please listen to me. If, if you love freedom, if, if, you, if you treasure opportunity, uh, if you wish people had jobs, you know, we're, we're concerned about all the people who are unemployed. I want to say something to you very pointedly. We need to be real concerned about people who don't have jobs, but you better start getting real concerned about everybody that's got a job. Because the way we're going and the decisions we're making, everything special, meaningful, and precious is about to dwindle and could be destroyed. And we've got enemies determined to destroy it. And they're out there trying to get in. And they already say they're in. They're just waiting to pull the trigger. But at the same time, we're allowing this, this tsunami effect of, of a, a liberal, a secular, progressive mindset that is destroying the very foundation upon which freedom must stand and the walls of protection that keep us free and have the liberty we enjoy. Kelly Shackelford with the Liberty Institute is a Patton. He's a MacArthur. He, he's a voice. He's an attorney that has been tireless for you and everything of value. By the way, if you say, well, I need help, but I, you're never going to get it. If, if he fails and we fail to do what he knows has to happen, welcome Kelly Shackelford to Life Today. Uh, Kelly, you, you hear me saying thank you. And uh, I, I want you to kind of cut to the chase. Could we send everybody a time to stand 2015 while saving religious freedom depends upon what people of faith do next? Could we send this to everyone if they ask for it? Uh, absolutely. And if they wanted to know some of the things that you're telling people and some of the things you're fighting for, what's the website they would go on with you? Libertyinstitute.org. So libertyinstitute.org. All right, it's there on the screen. Go there. Now, you've got a book here that I will send to people. This, and you say this has been literally reduced down from the real mammoth size it was. Yeah. It's called Undeniable. Now, this is, this is reality. This, these, this is actually some court cases and things that have been done. Yes. This is the violation of people's precious freedom, including even primarily religious freedom, where people have very deep convictions and where our founders said Congress shall pass no law or make no law limiting the freedom and the expression of that, not locking it up anywhere, the free expression of it, right? Yes. And that's being assaulted 
and in process in many ways being destroyed. Every, I mean, everyone in this is an attack on religious freedom that's documented. Um, and it's, you know, from 2014. Uh, we'll have a new one in 2015, the uh, latter part of the year. But, and, and this is just a reduced version. I mean, on our website, there's a full one that's about this thick. And literally there's five or six of these a page. Everything from a, a six-year-old boy who's caught praying over his meal in the lunch cafeteria and taken to the office and told to never do that again, to senior citizens who literally have had their federally funded meals threatened to be taken away because they were praying over their meals and they said that would violate separation of church and state. Uh, it, it's, In it's, other words, if the state's providing it through any kind of welfare or tax funds at all, then that means you can't have anything to do with God related to that or you don't get it anymore. And so, so it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's every age group. It's in the north. It's in the south. It's, I mean, there, there's People nowhere you can People on Social Security shouldn't thank God for the Social Security check and let anybody hear it, right? Well, I mean, if in this, I mean, they would literally be coming after your meals, which is what they did until we got involved in that case. But the point is, this is very pervasive, and it's growing every year. We do a survey every year of what's happening. This started uh, 10 years ago when we testified in the Senate. Uh, on this issue, they said, would you survey this and see how pervasive this problem is? And what we've noticed is it's, it's literally doubling sometimes from one year to the next, the attacks on religious freedom. So it really is a wake-up call. And part of the reason why the little booklet of A Time to Stand, I, I've been doing this for a quarter century, and I can just tell you in the next five years, we are either going to save religious liberty or we're going to lose it as a country. It is coming under assault in ways I've never seen. And I have full belief that we can and will save it, but it, it's going to require us to stand up and pay the price and do the right thing, or it's not going to be here for our children and our grandchildren. How do we get the church to stand on the rock, quit hiding undercover, and become the light? What do we say that's necessary to wake them up? Well, I, you know, I don't know that you, I mean, if you, if you give the message, some people are not going to have the courage to stand. And so we have to realize that it's always been that way. There will be churches who will not stand if it costs them. Um, you know, we pray for those churches. We pray that God will, will illuminate them. But there are some who they're just not, they're not going to because they don't want to pay the price. And we've seen... But they will pay the price. They will. They will. And we've, we've <laughs> seen those, those types of descriptions when they talk about the churches in Revelation. Uh, and you see the description. But uh, unfortunately, and I hate this being an answer, I think many churches are, are starting to wake up now because it is landing at their doorstep. Um, it's no longer something that one day will come to the church. Mm -hmm. When I started doing this 25 years ago, if you would have told me in religious liberty work that you would be representing churches against the government, I would have said, this isn't the Soviet Union. This is the United States of America. Now, Every week we get a new church as a client that we have to represent that's just wanting to be a church. They're wanting to feed the homeless. They're wanting to do what churches do, and now the government is against them. So it is happening, and churches are waking up, I think, because they're going to have no choice. They're either going to wake up or they're going to be out of business. And you sure can't preach at military bases where our soldiers are willing to die or lose limbs to protect freedom, freedom of worship and religion, freedom of expression, real freedom, and now they can't pray. I preached in the Air Force Academy chapel, that beautiful chapel. I gave an invitation. 
Nearly 200 cadets came and gave their life to Christ. Can you imagine? I would like to, I, I might have not only been taken out, and I would might have been shot right there before firing squad. <laughs> you can't do it. Can you imagine that. I preached at all the big army bases. I was introduced down at Fort Hood by one of Patton's uh, uh, relatives. Uh, it was one of his family. Introduced me. I preached to the whole group, to the soldiers. I've been to all the different army bases and preached. Military bases that are naval bases and, and to the Marines. I preached. I can't do that now. You, your leaders can't even say a prayer or they're threatened. They're in the military. They can't pray. They don't even want them going in uniform, praying in the church. Well, let me, let me first affirm what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's gotten so bad that the veterans' memorials across the country that have crosses of Stars of David are literally under legal attack right now. We're representing those memorials. Arlington uh, National is to a degree. Uh, and, and we've got one. I think uh, you, you guys even have a picture of what happened while it was on appeal. This memorial had been up since in the 1930s. It's a, it's a cross that says for the dead of all wars on the bottom, it's in the middle of the desert, it was put by World War I vets. And they got an order to tear it down after 70 years. While it was on appeal on its way up to the Supreme Court, the court ordered it be covered. And this picture is chilling because it's a bag over the cross with a chain around the bottom with a padlock. Jesus. And now we were able to reverse that at the Supreme Court. Uh, but we reversed that 5-4. So it tells you, you know, you change one vote, that, that picture is what our country is. And there are, we have like four or five others of these now that we're defending around the country. So it is bad. What's happening in the military, most people do not realize how quick, uh, quickly it's moving. But I'll say this, we, we opened a legal division solely focused on religious freedom in the military. And we have on our staff a guy who was a JAG, a, a lawyer in the military, Marine, and incredible experience, and we have started to see it, things turn around. Um, we still have hostile cases. We just, uh, one of the more recent cases that people talk about is the Marine that we're representing right now who was literally court-martialed because she had a scripture verse taped to her computer. Hmm. Uh, we are now up at the highest court-martialed. Court -martialed. Um, and we, you know, this is something that has to be fought. But the good news is we're now seeing things begin to turn. We're seeing the threats, the intimidations that were attempted by these groups, these outside groups to try to shut down religious expression. We're now providing the law that that's not the law in the military. Uh, and we're starting to see the military realize it's not the law. And slowly but surely, they're starting to turn around. So I think there's real hope there that if we're willing to stand and we have people that are willing to stand in the military, that we can turn this around. And we will lose our military if we don't have religious freedom in the military. Well, you know, it's been, it's always been confusing to me that when 9-11 happened, all of a sudden, the whole world was praying, asking for God's help. Amen. And then when we get through that, it's all back to the same thing. Don't, don't pray out. Now, there's, uh, let me tell you the good news, because, I mean, a lot of what we're talking about is, is, you know, it's difficult to hear. It's the truth, but it is. The good news is we actually have a method of dealing with this that I would call the body of Christ. And that is if you look at the, the legal organizations that are out there on whatever issue, they do the same thing. Raise as much money as they can raise, hire as many attorneys with that money as they can, they put them in an office in D.C. or New York and they fly them around the country and they cover as many of their cases as they can cover. That's not our model. Our model is there's all these people who went to law school, they're people of faith, and they did so because they wanted to stand for what was right. And 30 years later, they're literally the best litigators of the best law firms in the country, and they've done honorable work for you know, major corporations and clients, but they've never gotten to do a case for their faith or their country. Hmm. We go and we find them, the best of the best, and we say, if we give you everything you need, are you willing to give your time? Wow. And they're like, 
I, I've been waiting my whole life, mm -hmm. 30, 35 mm -hmm. years of practice, sign me up. That's uh, and so we, our teams, like this case with the Marine, our lead attorney is a guy by the name of Paul Clement, former Solicitor General of the United States, argued more cases at the Supreme Court in the last 10 years than any attorney alive. Wow. The best of the best. <laughs> and that's who we get on our cases, these teams of these incredible oh people. And the result of that is, well, number one, for every 10,000 we spend on a case, we get 60,000 donated. Mm -hmm. So we're, it's multiplying the Lord's resources. Mm -hmm. But number two, our win rate is beyond any other group in the country. I mean, everybody else win a case, lose a case. We're winning way over 90% of our you cases. Because you've got people dedicated, and you have people praying for those who are dedicated, and we need the same dedication all the way across the board. I mean, we don't need any, any link in the chain to break. We need the cords to be strong together. And we really need, in order to be a shining city set on a hill, it's not one person coming out from undercover, no longer hiding. It is the family, it's what Jesus prayed for, that, that the world would see we are his disciples because we love the Father, but we love one another, and, and we're brought together in supernatural unity that he prayed for in John 17. Is it any surprise that Satan, the father of all lies, would not, is it hard to understand that he would be focusing his fury on keeping Christians from getting together and being that shining city, keeping people who love truth and who understand freedom and personal responsibility and opportunity, that these people stand together? You think he's not trying to keep them apart? Now, if you wanted to say to the people watching us, the things they need to do, they need to pray, right? Yes. But how about let's be an answer to prayer? Absolutely. How about let's be an answer to Jesus' prayer? That we really love the Father, we let truth sanctify and purify us, but then we become supernaturally united as a mighty force, a body, a family. What would you say to the family? What do we need to do? Yes, we're going to pray, but I think some people have been praying. I think we need to be seeing some answers to prayers. How would you see prayer answered by the people watching I, us taking action? I really think, you know, you, you look at a country and there's certain times for certain people. I think our country is in a Joshua 1 time where God is telling us, be strong and courageous. Some things are coming against you and they're going to come against you, but you be strong and courageous. And if you'll remember, I mean, the Israelites ended up in the promised land, mm -hmm. although they were going through something very difficult. Sure. We have got to stand. But I, I really believe if we stand, this is the time to stand where it can make a difference. So I would encourage people, number one, um, I, I would encourage them, for instance, make sure you're getting an email from us about what's happening. Because that will allow you, number one, to pray, because you'll see these things happening. Number two, you can begin to share that with other believers. I think there's incredible power in the body when they have information and know what's yes. going on and they're on their knees. Mm -hmm. uh, but then what you will see happening is you will see something happen and you'll go, that's happening in Georgia. I wonder if it's happening in my school district. I wonder if this is occurring near my church. I wonder, and you'll find that it is. And the answer to it is if, if the body understands what's going on, they have the information, then they can start to unite and turn things around. But the first step is they've got to, they've got to have the information. They've got to know. I mean, if you go through this book and you look at, I bet they haven't heard of, you know, very many of these cases. They're happening every day, every day. They're, we could take probably two or three new cases a day on attacks on religious freedom. And these are just the ones we know about, the ones that are in the press. Mm -hmm. So what's going on is a real wake-up call for a country that was built on religious freedom. I tell you what I'd like to do. You appreciate Kelly Shackleford standing up for freedom and for all of us.
We, we're going to ask you to, to give children smiles for Christmas. Here in the summer, we start raising the funds to give shoes and smiles, to put little shoes on little feet where they've never had them. Protect them from bacteria, infection, from hookworms that can actually terminate their lives. And, and to give them cleft pack palate surgery where they need it. And we're asking you to help us do that. And we're going to send you some, some beautiful gifts that you're going to love. That'll mean a lot at Christmas. It'll be a great conversation starter that, that moves people toward compassionate acts. But we'll send you the book that just tells you what's happening and what if we don't stand up for freedom, for truth. And really the, the people who are, are, are going to force their way on us, they are so opposed to freedom that they can destroy it and not blink because it's really an anti-God movement. It is, it is, it is against the, the real worship and the real appreciation for sound standards and principles upon which you can build stable, secure relationships, businesses, communities, schools, and futures, and nations. And it's eroding. And the only ones that can stop it are the people who will have the courage some of these attorneys are standing up for and they're sacrificing for it, but we've got to do it together. So we'll send this to you just to give you an insight into what's going on. Uh, Kelly, we're going to let our viewers just kind of look in on something that Betty and I have been a part of, and I promise you, just, just sort of put yourself there with us and, and go a step further. Could you not see Jesus expressing himself through us in situations like this where we can be the perfect answer to a particular need and it's with a compassion connection. It's not redistribution and tossing somebody else's funds at an apparent need. It's seeing the need and touching it with love and meeting it because we care. This is really the only way we give meaningful relief that makes a difference. Watch closely. Watch it. You sure are pretty. Well, hello there. Yeah, there. How you doing? Aren't they beautiful? You know what Jesus said? Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. You know what? We're the, we are the representative of Christ. We're his body. We're his family. And we can share his love. We want to be able to help these children. They're so worth it. You know, if it was our children, we would want someone to reach out to them. Life Outreach International is absolutely providing food and pure, clean drinking water for children such as this. We are absolutely, through your giving, getting the job done in places around the world. The thing that is exciting, though, that Life Outreach would love to do is putting shoes on little children like this little girl across the world. Just a simple gift of putting shoes on the feet of this little precious girl would help her as she runs around, as she plays, no telling what she steps on every day. They can get diseases. They've got what is known as hookworms that get in their feet when they just walk in dirt or sand. And then it gets in their little intestines causes serious problems. We're going to give children all over the world shoes. When I say we, that's all of us together. Hi, buddy. What I love is that this simple pair of shoes has become a treasure to this little girl. 
I love that she's holding on to it like it's the greatest gift she's ever been given. And I'm, I'm pleading with you this day that you would find it in your heart to remember God's heart for the poor. And I pray this Christmas that you would bring that joy to her heart. That's what I'd love to see. We're gonna get you some shoes, honey. Your sweet thing. I've literally prayed children into my lap that I've seen back in the distance. Betty's watched it happen. I so wanted to hold them and touch their little feet and so wanted to put whatever they needed in place. And uh, we have been able to uh, put God's arms around precious children and people all over the world. And I'm asking you to help us give these shoes and put them on little feet. And these are very durable and they do have a, a Velcro strap where they can grow and, and expand them a little bit and wear them when their foot's a little small and keep them from getting hookworms that cause horrible bacterial disease, even gets into the brain. And I'm asking you to please, please, let's, let's give them the shoes, 200,000 pairs. And we want to give as many cleft palate surgeries as we can. We call it Shoes and Smiles for Christmas. We have to raise it during the, during the summertime and get everything in place so we can let the missionaries deliver. And it's a big deal to them. Father, I pray everybody watching will help. At some level, they'll do it in Jesus' name. Now listen, the shoes are 360. You might say, well, I could do that. We'll do it. Because for one child, that's real important. $36 and you've got 10 pairs of shoes. $144 as an example, you've got 40 pairs. We're going to say thank you for any gift by sending you the, uh, the shoe, the little Christmas shoe. We've been making them every year. People love this little ornament you put on your tree. People come in and talk to you about it. You talk about loving people. Talk about what love does. And uh, here are all of them now for five years. We'll send them all to you. If you'd simply make a gift of over $100 and help us buy a lot of shoes. And by the way, the surgeries are $500 each. That's what it costs us to get them done. So how about giving some smiles? $1,000 give two children a smile. Isn't that a great gift for Christmas? Betty, I'm praying everybody watching who can help will. I know you will because I know you care about these precious little children and you care about from the bottom of their feet to the top of their heads and that includes shoes for their feet and smiles for their faces. <laughs> and you know that's a smile that got me. <laughs> it, it swept me off my feet 55 plus years ago and we've been married 52 years and we've really been trying to put God's arms around the world. But do you realize and we're asking you right now to go to lifetoday.org or go dial that number. You realize every day we come into your home, we're trying to put God's arms around you and help you put God's arms around others in every way possible for freedom, for love and life. Right now, you make the best gift you can. We're going to say thank you by blessing you. And you're going to really enjoy it at Christmas when you talk about what love does. Please, lifetoday.org, dial the number, use your bank card, use it like a check. Make the greatest, largest gift you can, but the best gift you're giving, you're going to be giving life and love. Thanks for doing it. Poverty is a killer, and because of it, children needlessly suffer. 
not only from a lack of food and clean water, but also from a lack of things we take for granted, such as a healthy smile or a simple pair of shoes. For most of these children, they've never owned a new pair of shoes. And while that may seem minor in the light of all their needs, walking with bare feet puts them at risk of life-threatening infections that could lead to crippling consequences, disease, and even death. By responding today, you can help life immediately secure and begin shipping Christmas shoes to 200,000 children around the world just in time for the holidays. Your gift of $36 will help provide 10 pairs of shoes. A gift of $72 will help provide 20 pairs. And a gift of $144 will help provide 40 pairs of Christmas shoes for children in need. With your gift of any amount, be sure to request this beautifully crafted green antique shoe ornament, a treasure to place on your tree each holiday season. With your gift of $100 or more, you may also request a special boxed set of life's Christmas shoe ornaments from past years. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000 or more to help provide over 275 pairs of shoes or two children with corrective cleft palate surgeries. And you may request our beautifully framed canvas prints of the Forest Chapel. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. There you go, buddy. Look at that brand new shoes. New shoes on dirty feet, but you know what? Not all of you can come here and have the privilege that I have of actually putting the shoes on the feet of these beautiful children, but you can still be a big part, because really, you know, we can't do it without you. This is not just something fun for them. I mean, they love it. We're also improving their health. This is a significant outreach. These children are all smiling because we've given them new shoes, but there are others that need a little extra support to correct that cleft palate so they can have a smile too. I hope you'll make an additional gift today as we take the shoes and smiles to as many children as we can. Go to the phone, go online, do the best that you can, and you can give shoes and smiles to children all over the world. You know, we're thrilled that we can send you these. Do, do you like these? I love these. I'm going to get another set of them. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, you've already got a couple of sets. Yeah, we, don't, we don't do anything here that Betty and I don't give to. Well, we actually give our lives to it, but we also give our resources to it, and, and we just thank God for the privilege. But also, if you'd like to have Undeniable, the survey of hostility to religion in America. And uh, our enemies say they're going to destroy us if we don't buy into what they say. And they say they're already in place to do it. I'm telling you, we're going to have to have God's hedge of protection. And we need to be in the shelter and shadow of the Almighty. Let's move there. Let's stand there. Let's be the shining city set on a hill. We'll be glad to send this to you. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Kelly Shackleford? Thank you. You're an ambassador for truth and freedom, and we thank you. Thank you. We thank, thank you, you very and your much. family, and all who work with you. And to all of you who watch, thank you. Go to the stream, stream.org. We're trying to help you know how we can correct the course. Thank you.
Have you ever asked, how can an all-powerful, all-loving God allow this volume of suffering? Ravi Zacharias helps us find hope in the midst of suffering. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.